Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dope Dealer TV Radio. I'm Cleo Badashian. And I'm Lena Created. And with your personal plug into all things current, creative, and dope, delivered direct to your digital door. Yes. First topic we're talking about today is Elon Musk purchasing uh, Twitter for $44 billion. And then we're going to talk about um, Zaya, Zaya, Zaya Wade, and her father and um, uh, comments about himself as a teenager, you know, and then we're gonna uh, talk about the music industry and how people are being remunerated for their time and for their, for their work, how the IP is being distributed as far as the business side of everything and the um, record companies and how everything is being split and mm-hmm. Web3 is coming in to improve that situation and potentially convert it from being something that's pretty much uh, predatory to the artists. It's currently predatory to the artists and has been for some time. And Web3 is actually offering some alternatives for that. So we're, we're going to explore all of those different topics, as well as we're going to take a look at the recent interviews with Megan The Stallion. Um, who had an interview with um, Gail King regarding um, what happened on that fateful night with Tory Lanez, um, as well as the interview that Pierce Morgan did with uh, Donald Trump. We have a quick look at. So all very interesting topics, and you know, I'm excited to dig into that. How you feel about these uh, topics, uh, Klee? Um, very current, and it's what the people want to hear. I want to hear a little bit more about it. I want to discuss it, um, especially the thing with Elon Musk, because it seems like if you look at how he got into buying Twitter, it's like, were you planning this already? You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get it. So let's get right into it. Yes. All right, Cleo, I don't know if you know, um, but uh, recently the top story is that um, Elon Musk has purchased Twitter for the huge amount of $44 billion. Big boy money. I just, uh, I seen a little bit of it, but I didn't see the whole thing. I didn't really read into it. Yeah. So yeah, he 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 had originally um offered them fifty four billion, but they were acting funny. I guess they were acting funny, and they were saying that they were going to accept it. I guess they were going to actually make him because uh, he already owns a lot of stock in the in the company. Yeah, um, they were going to make him be a board member, and but but with being a board member, you actually had to reduce your amount of stock. So I think he rejected that offer, and then yeah. ended up coming back with you know I want to buy the whole thing. And initially, he was going to offer, he was offering um, $54 billion cash. That's what he said. Can't you lie in cash? That's what he said. That's what he said. Okay. Uh, which uh, initially looked like they rejected it or they were giving him pushback or whatever the case is. But, you know, just a few days later, he, he had uh, been, it was 
it was revealed that he had purchased it so he, that it was already accepted the offer was accepted because they they denied the offer without even asking any of the board members which is a no-no you're supposed to do a vote on that yeah um, do the vote and then they decided that they were gonna go ahead and um take the offer so he ended up purchasing it for 44 billion obviously that's not cash he didn't do it in cash because who has 44 billion just liquid like that well, you'd be shocked um, he has many businesses here. He owns um, Tesla. He owns SpaceX. And I guess there's another business. I'm not sure. I don't remember. He, ha he has a lot of, um, he has a lot of um, assets that he was able to like leverage the, the funds from. So um, yeah, so now he owns Twitter and obviously a lot of the uh, left side of the political um, genre there. Mm -hmm upset about it those are the those are the liberals what they call the liberals um, and they're not very happy about it because his whole mo for purchasing um twitter was because twitter was uh encroaching on people's um freedom of speech preventing you from saying a lot of things they were putting a lot of disclaimers um on people's words preventing you from posting things shadow banning you things like that and yeah he said that freedom of speech is a cornerstone of a proper functioning democracy. So that was his, that, that's where he was stand with it. And he was quite upset about it. So he said, I remember the tweet when he said, what can I do about it? And someone said, you should buy it. And that's what he did. So, you know, here we are um, now talking about it. And I think it's really interesting. People are wondering like, where is he gonna go with it? I see a couple of different moves that he's made. He's uh, apparently, he's offered Donald Trump his platform back. Um, many people that had um, had their platforms removed, it looks like they're gonna be getting their platforms back if they do wanna accept it. Apparently Donald Trump doesn't wanna accept um, the platform back. He said, no thanks, because he started his own platform called Truth uh, Social, I believe, something like that. And um, I, to which I think Don, um, Elon Musk said that it's a terrible name, but it was only necessary because of the fact that Twitter was censoring and banning people, you know, based on what they had to say. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting because, you know, obviously with the coming of the metaverse and all of this Web3 stuff, um, it's interesting to see what direction Don, um, Elon Musk is going to take Twitter. Um, obviously, I don't know if everyone knows, but um, Elon Musk is like the owner of that um, currency that came out some time ago, that meme currency called Dogecoin. Yeah. And yeah, and it's it's based on memes, and Twitter is a meme place. Like, and and, and Elon Musk is always on Twitter. You see him twenty four seven. He's tweeting twenty four seven, posting memes. Like that's his space. And you know, uh, so I'm thinking that at some point he's gonna start integrating Dogecoin into the into the platform, and we're gonna be using it to reward one another. Somewhat like how how um, TikTok has those reward uh, gifts, where it actually translates into cash because 
it has a, it has a cash value. It's not a huge cash value, but it has a cash value, those gifts that they that you give on TikTok. So I believe it's going to be something like that. Like it's in addition or instead of liking, you're going to be actually able to offer people rewards for their opinions or their tweets. Um, another thing that I saw that is that possible, someone said that in order for you to quote a tweet, you may have to purchase, you may have to pay something to, oh, to do that. So, yeah, some sort of, some sort of remuneration. Uh, yeah, gonna have to pay for everything at some point. I have a feeling that he's going to be using Dogecoin as, as part of the, the game plan is to use Dogecoin as the, um, as the currency um, on that. Like that's going to be the crypto um, something like the other platforms that we saw, the metaverse platforms that we saw where there's coins and different stuff going on mm -hmm. platform, you know? Yeah, so that's my opinion of that. What do you think? He's playing chess. He's a smart man. <clears throat> it's like he has pieces to this puzzle and then he just puts it all together. And then yeah. what do you got? You know what I mean? And it all yeah. fits together. Yeah. It's genius. Especially because a lot of people have Dogecoin because when it came out, it was cheap. You could buy a whole lot of those Dogecoin for not much money. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so you know what I mean? It wouldn't be that much of a stretch to have people, you know, use it and yeah. want to earn it and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I think it's an interesting uh, play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he's playing chess. Yeah, he's I like it. I like it. I, I'm a fan. You know what I mean? As long as he doesn't do no weird shit, because he has uh, all that technology, that, that brain chip technology that he's trying to do. You know what I mean? And the rocket ships to space. Well, it's all linked together. Think about it: space and spaceships and brain. Yeah, all linked together. It's neuralink. Now, if you want to just know what he's going to do in the future, just pay attention to Netflix and movies. You know how they do. Yeah, all you got to do is just pay attention. You really just have to watch and see, you know what I mean? That's just, he, he's, it's not that hard to understand, you know, really, if, you, if you're paying attention to what everyone else is doing or what the, you know, what the game plan is, seems to be overall, you know what I mean? Game plan seems to try to lock in some sort of Web3 infrastructure where, you know what I mean? things is happening things are working um interconnectedly so yeah that's why i think his next step is going to be is to integrate that um that cryptocurrency into the platform dogecoin yep i mean well worth it okay well okay. actually we don't need to wish him up huh take a look at the report let's see if we missed any of those bits in the in the report here in my screen Excuse the eating on. It was a long day. There is nothing cryptic about his reaction to the news that Twitter had accepted his offer. But people here in Silicon Valley are rubbing their eyes with disbelief. The world's richest man, now the owner of one of the most influential social media platforms. Twitter isn't the most used social media site in the world, but it is hugely influential. World leaders like Joe Biden, Narendra Modi, Emmanuel Macron and Boris Johnson are all on it. When it comes to news generation, Twitter has no comparison. But for years, people, particularly on the right, have said that Twitter stifles free speech. 
Donald Trump's sensational lifetime ban from the platform is held up as a seminal moment, a sitting president's megaphone removed by big tech. Elon Musk says he wants to bring back free speech to the platform. Mr. Musk will now have to deal with conspiracy theorists, disinformation campaigns and hate speech. The danger is that Twitter, without moderation, could become poisonous. Hi, everyone. Joe Biden, spokesperson, confirmed the president wants more moderation, not less. No matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms. Uh, what they ha the power they have over our everyday lives has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. But for now, Elon Musk is rejoicing. Twitter is now his personal plaything. He's the new undisputed king of Twitter. James Clayton, BBC News, San Francisco. Whoa, what a big claim. He said he said he's the king of Twitter. That's fly though, still. <laughs> he bought the adoption papers. He is. That, that is fly. He said he the king. And he about to make the dope coin. It's over. He's giving people their their um and if he gives these celebrities their platforms back, especially the ones that were controversial, <clears throat> more yeah. people come on Twitter to like, yes, I want to see what they have to say. It's gonna be, you know. Like I said, it's about, it's about how it goes. Yeah. The publicity of it. That's the main thing. The publicity. That's what made Twitter pop in. I think him him being becoming the new president, being, you know, becoming the new owner is gonna put a lot of lifeblood into it, whether it whether it's gonna, you know, rile up certain people or it's gonna, you know, make people feel more empowered. Either way, I feel it's gonna pump. It's gonna go. Yeah. It's like a, a, a um steam powered um train, like a mm -hmm. bullet train in Japan. It's gonna go. I feel like it's gonna open up more opportunities to people, especially once he gets it um fully interjected into the metaverse. Yeah, when he starts metaverse. to make make it make it make sense, you know what I mean, and start making it new some put some new stuff inside yeah it's gonna be interesting he's talking about putting in an editing button too so you can edit your tweets just yeah it's important now so when you post that thing and it's got a typo now oh god i hate that because instagram you just but then it has a sort of a ledger type of um feel to it once you post something to to twitter you can only delete it you, you can delete it though that's the only thing about it's not a it's not like a ledger where you can't i like that because there's been times on Instagram, you notice there's been certain days you can't delete a message or you can't delete oh, a post. Certain no, days. Really. I, I never really noticed that, but mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. So moving on, um, let me show you this uh, tweet that I've seen since we're talking about Twitter. Let's just show you that. Hold on. Share my screen again. All right, so just I came across this tweet and I retweeted it at Lena Created on Twitter. Shameless plug. You're, uh, I saw a tweet from about it's from uh, an, a, an account called at Say Cheese. Mm. It's uh, I guess it's a hip hop um a hip hop um platform, and they're talking about yeah. twenty one seven. 
21 Savage, sorry, 21 Savage doesn't worry about touring because he owns his masters. He says, I make more money from album sales than touring. I get 70% of my music. People gets 30%. To which I said, this is how it should always be. Why, why, why would the record company that had no skin in the game was not with you shooting in the gym get the majority of your publishing the majority of your distribution and the majority of you and your your entire uh masters that's ridiculous well i mean if they're the ones that pay for everything no just... but the thing is is that most of the time now they don't even want you unless you've already put built your own buzz so what are they really paying for really okay they but don't they pay for the yeah. concerts? They pay for the um costumes and the videos and everything. Yeah, but you they putting up for upfront money, but right. you pay it back. You still have to pay it back, and then they keep the rest of your money too. Oof. That's crazy. Right. So it's like I pour you a bowl of cereal, but I'm sifting off a lot of it. <laughs> Let you get the crumbs. Yeah, and then every time you bowl, you 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 um pour a new a new bowl of cereal, you also still have to give me some. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> so but that is really really smart that's awesome everyone needs to hold on to their masters hold on to your intellectual property you know what i mean don't give it up you know especially if you're building your own bus it's not worth it yeah so um let's look at some uh, what's what that horrible deal that uh what's her name got some Walker. This is what, oh, Summer Walker, we talked about that before, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, um, Chloe, Chloe from Chloe and Hallie um, had mm -hmm. to talk about it when she was on, um, she was on Terrell, which is a like a singing platform, like for singers, and they do karaoke and things like that. It's on YouTube. And um, she was yeah. discussing about, what it's like to be a music artist. Her experience is different from 21 Savage. Obviously her deal is much different. So we're gonna listen to what she has to say. Make sure that my sound is on, okay. The music, let's go. You know, you can create music all day long, mm -hmm. but it's like, especially if you're signed to a label, you can't control your release dates yeah. or when things get released. Also, musicians don't make a lot of money in the mm. music industry that's why you see a lot of people they have brand deals and brand sponsorships that's where the coin comes from in touring but yeah. like music itself you're actually losing money wow yeah ain't that crazy uh -huh. oh my oh, god oh you want to know something else yeah. i learned this because i would produce systemized records mm -hmm. producers outside will get paid a huge lump sum but because i would produce systemized records i couldn't get paid because i was the producer within the group now hold up hold up you're doing the same work but not getting yes. a dime from it because it's your yes. own music. Yes. Now, how does that And also, <laughs> like, I don't know if it changed within Grammys, but, you know, like how they have producer of the year. I learned it from Imogene Heat because, mm -hmm. you know, she produces a lot of her stuff. So does Grimes. So does Bjork. They couldn't be contenders for producer of the year because they were the ones producing their own bodies of work and not for others. And notice how mm -hmm. those are just the women I named. Listen, do you know how I would have just became, I would have made like a ghost producer, like that doesn't show their identity and just be like, yeah. oh, 
sent me this music and it's awesome. I want to use it in my thing. It just fucking got paid like that. Like, fuck out of here. That's crazy. And this ain't nothing new. This has been going on since forever. Wow, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. The good thing is that even though you do lose money in the music business, mm -hmm. you get a coin from everything that comes from the music you're making. They need to change that. That's not fair. Now that she's brought it to our attention, they need to change that. She should be able to get a producer of the year. And she probably needs to stop making um, beats for other people too, not just herself. Yeah. Wow. Expand. So it's like almost the music is almost like the ad. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a business and sometimes it's sad to think of it that way, but that's why tours go big and yeah. everything. That's where you make your money and the big brand deal. So that's like a fact that not too many people know. They think it's like this huge high life thing. And yes, you might get a big lump sum of money in the beginning, or you might have a huge recording budget and right. you think the label's paying for it. But at the end of the day, you're paying for it. Man. It's coming out of you. Yeah. So whatever you made from that album, you get that after whatever has been paid off. Mm. So it's like a loan. That is a hard pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It yeah. makes it hard for you to be a creative artist because exactly. it's like so much crazy business that goes yeah. into it. So I'm learning, especially now as a solo artist. I, uh, I got something to say. Beyonce, why you let that happen to this girl? Hey, listen. Hold on. Storm said it too. Storm Beyonce, said it too. Beyonce, Beyonce, why you let this happen to this girl? You let her get taken total advantage of. You did not make her be aware that um she's not going to get paid for any of these the, the, and she's going to have some crazy 360. That sounds like a 360. She, she's paying back every single dime that she uses to, to promote herself and everything. Why? And why didn't, you, why didn't you make her make some music for other people then if that's the case and let her get some cash so she, so she could float? That's crazy. That's Hollywood. I have, to have multiple hats. Me yeah. as my creative, which is where I want to spend most of my time, but then I also have to put like on my business mind hat because if you don't, you could get screwed over. Mm. What is your go-to song? Um, when That's it. Wow. Okay, and then there was one other thing that I wanted to play because we're, we're doing um, a lot of learning about the NFT space right now. Um, we're learning about how we can leverage our position, basically, like leverage your our creativity and make the best of like this new space, this this uh, Web three space, and 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 use the NFT model, the the blockchain model, the ledgers, and everything in order to you know make you know make money, and not only that to to create a community and to 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 um, to make our mark and, and you know and have it last forever the way that blockchain affords you to so yeah. now i'm going to show you how you know we, we looked at 21 savage and how he dealt with his deal and how he's making sure that he makes the money that he needs to make we're seeing how chloe and probably countless other people um how their their deals are structured and where she's you know basically not making any money um, from her music, which is crazy how talented she is. Not even her pr production, she's not even making any money. That's crazy. Um, but um, another structure that there is is to sell your music in the form of the NFTs. So we're going to listen to Tory Lanez, which Tory Lanez is not 
necessarily a huge favorite in the, in the eyes of the public right now, but we're going to ignore that. We're going to listen to the to the to the to the creative way that he's decided that he used the NFT space and that he was able to leverage that for his own self and for his music and to show us the way. You know what I mean? Whether so or not he's showing a, a way that we can profit and that we can um do well you know so here we go what are you working on right now are you working on anything uh albums um, or music well i don't know when this is gonna drop but i got this nft uh this enft uh project that's about to drop the first ever unreleased um musical album so how does that work because i feel like i've never seen that before well the first time i did an nft it was in i want to say december or some sometime last year or maybe at the starting of this year i can't remember just kind of shipped in my mind whether it was about 2020, 2020. but basically the first time i did it i sold um three pieces of art and three songs that were unreleased at the time and um I made 500,000 in 90 seconds. And then what did they, the. He said $500,000 in 90 seconds for selling three pieces of art. And unreleased music. Yep. Okay. There was only a limited amount and we sold them for 700 or 700 and then another one for like 500 or 400. And they made that amount. And then the resale value somebody bought it for 700 and it was reselling for thirty-four thousand the next week Damn, like you get what i'm saying crazy. Is it available to get like no i couldn't even buy it like it was sold out so fast that i couldn't even buy one of my own copies of wow. like of that first nft so when i did it it's like basically it's a space where people buy and it's kind of like stocks for creative property and like dope shit that somebody's done or dope shit that somebody's you know created like you know so it's like a new way to just put out art like. yeah and put out your own art like yo if i feel like remember logan paul fucking sold a pokemon card on the nft and made six million dollars off of it off of a holographic charizard yeah like you know what i'm saying like you I'm gotta fine. think just this space is totally different and it's full with people that just like to buy shit it's not about is this music the best music or is this the greatest piece of art it's just like nah i want a piece of this history Maybe what do you, you have? You got exclusive rights to it. So if I buy it, I mean, yeah. I own it, but it's like a, is it, what is it? You own it. It's like a, you win and, and, because it's no, on your wallet. Normally there's you, only a certain yeah. amount of them made. So you would own it and it only is, you, you know, you have your own way of viewing it. Of course, you, they, they can, you can make it physical if you want. However, it's just like you have your own kind of way of just, owning it and you can put, your, like, put it back on the market anytime you want you can resell, resell it for it anything you that you want to sell it for however it's just like you'll always find a common price that someone's selling it for at the time but the shit just keeps getting higher it's like an auction what's have your you, have you seen so like people is. reselling your shit like yes yeah, your I'm music saying, so NFTs? Like, imagine like, what's I it sold, been like i sold one nft at seven hundred dollars and then imagine me looking at it the next week and seeing it selling for thirty four thousand. that's what this that's what it scaled that's up to? what an nft is nfts is something that you know, it gets bought and then it gets auctioned off in this whole space of crypto buyers and people that, you know, wow. are it's crazy. You know, There's a lot of money in this wow. show, huh? There's a lot of money. You Do you know, have like an NFT right now that we could just pump the fuck out of and maybe be like, we'll take, I'll take 10% of it, but we'll drive the fuck out of it. I would drop a Black Leprechaun. No, but here's the oh, thing. Yo, Black Leprechaun gets here's me going. Check this out. 
here's the thing, right? It's like this, man. If you guys, if you guys, basically, I, I'm selling this first, this NFT right now for $1. So imagine this is like a stock of Tory, if you want to, if you will. I'm selling this for $1. You get seven songs and seven pieces of art with that $1. It's only 1 million copies made. I know for a fact that in the NFT space, I'm very lethal because I know for my first NFT, I'm very lethal. Like, you know, it's sold so fast. So I know that those million copies most likely will probably get sold. You know what I'm saying? Because people are going to buy them. When they're bought, the resale value is going to go up to something crazy. Let's yeah. say it goes up to $300 well, pay, all and you bought 40 of them. Yeah. You just spent $40 and then you paid $300 yeah. 40 times. It's like buying stock. Like, you know yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But now it's a, this is yeah, now a way. It's interesting. This is actually, it's crazy because what I did also create was, uh, uh, with my team, Immersive is the first ever uh, NFT streaming platform. So it's called eNFT. And basically, basically, you're going to be able to listen to whatever anybody puts in there. So imagine your favorite artist drops a project that only he's making only fucking 500 of them. And he's like, yo, each of these are a thousand each, but there's only 500 of them. You and those 500 people will take those and the thousand dollars will now change to well, me and these 500 people are the only people with this. I'm selling this shit for $10,000. You guys, I'm selling this for whatever I want. You, know? you should do like full send Tory Lanez we NFT. Have to like, do that. you guys got to do it. And right now, I think, like, I think if we do bro, it, we build them in right now. A... Boys, I'm get a dead ass. That comment right now crazy. if you want to see a full send Black Leprechaun uh, NFT or whatever it may be. If you it guys, gets enough, that, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll start no, talking about it. That'll be a fucking money maker right there because or any kind of fucking full send Tory Lanez. Something like that. Yeah, let, yeah bro, you guys got to figure that out. I was just going to say, I think that's what he calls himself. I think that's like, a, because he's a little guy. So I, yeah. think, I think he calls himself that, but I don't think he gets all the gold too. I feel like he doesn't like it that much because he doesn't, when they say it, he's like, mm, anyway, toy lanes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe it feels <laughs> weird when they say it. It's like, ew. Bro, I, I saw somebody. I can't remember. I don't want to speak out of term. If it, I, I believe it was Beeple. Um, yeah, he does it like a lot. He made right? $60 million yeah. off his NFT. Really? I'm starting the bidding at 50000 right now. I own it for 50000 Whatever you guys work on together. <laughs> oh, nice. If, if you want to outbid me, good luck. Whatever you guys do, I'm opening bid. <laughs> You're buying it? I'm starting the bid at 50000 Start out Whoever wants to, I believe this stock is going to the moon, and that is as well. It is. So, <laughs> I know. but we'll and, take and the cash up front. That, <laughs> no, 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 because we're gonna fucking get the worth of this thing. That's why I'm excited about this space because it's really actually about to be something that now allows a different level of artist to fan appreciation and fan to artist appreciation. Like you, you sit here and spend money on our fucking music all day anyway, right? You sat as a consumer, your Apple Music, all that shit, uh, Spotify, all the, all these things. You got to spend money, which we love. We love music. I spent my money on it. I, I love Apple Music. I love Spotify. Yeah. However, I spend my money on that stuff. And when, as an artist, ever thought, well, how can I give back to people? With the, How can I give the money back to the person that's giving it to me? How can I share the wealth? Yeah, you see artists, they do little give backs. They give turkeys on Thanksgiving. They do blase, blah, blah, blah. What about really exponentially changing people's lives yeah. with the music that you make? I know that the music that I make is going to be of a high demand. 
So if the music that I'm making is going to be of a high demand, let me put it very low for my people to buy and only a certain amount so they can resell my music and they can make so much more money off of it because they're the only people with it. And my music is in such high demand that now me and this consumer of a thing, we have this thing where we've made money together. You've made money off of me and I've made money off of you, but you've also gained my music <laughs> exclusively to you. Bro, that might be fucking like revolutionary. In the yeah. It is. No, no, it's straight fun. up, yeah. It's over. Right. I, I, I don't even know <laughs> what the that. fuck. I mean, it gives them the opportunity, just like like you said, to just support you and support you quick and actually get something dope, too. Mm -hmm. So I Yeah, don't see it's like, dog, imagine like you had fucking little baby stock right now. Imagine you had Drake stock right now. You had oh, Drake crazy. fucking, imagine you had, you had an nah. album of Drake's that was seven songs long. He gave it to you for $1 and only a million people have that album. How much do you think they're gonna start reselling that album oh, for? It's crazy. I think you two make an NFT. I think what it goes for is ten million. That's my guess. Ten million. Is that the it's craziest small. thing? Is Drake, that too high? If if Drake comes to that platform right now, Drake could probably probably make fifty million. No, no, I ain't talking about Drake though. I'm talking about you two. Uh, yeah, what do you? I mean, what do you I got? think it's ten million bucks. I think it's a hundred. NFT is different, bro. It's, really? This is a different space of different people. This is like real rich people i know, you know i, I used saying? to sell buffalo wild but wings also on TV, so but I'm also what i'm doing is now i'm now in a weird way robin hood or peter pan in, in a weird way because now what i'm doing is taking it not only to the rich people i'm allowing the people at the bottom who are with me you know what i'm saying the people just like me and you and everybody the people who are at the bottom and the people who at the end of the day know nothing about this i'm now taking them and putting them in a place where they can now get something for so cheap that will eventually because it's the be dollar it's the dollar one that you yes said, with the million so now i'm like nah we all gonna get in here I like it everybody's like gonna it. get in here fuck that you don't know crypto cool click this link it's gonna be the easiest thing to open immersive wallet huh. <laughs> it's over done you know i, I believe you, <laughs> you know? i don't know yeah. nothing about crypto but wow i'm i'm impressed i like i i like his process behind it and the way he did it and the way he explained it there you go the way he explained it especially for people that want to um you know they want it broken down they want to see it explained in all aspects to make sure they fully understand the whole concept of it so okay resell some people they don't have to keep it just to listen because they like the song it's about resell yeah, like that that whole resale market is is crazy. Like even sneakers. I know. The way that they're selling the sneakers right now, it's ridiculous. And if if you could resell, if you could resell, it's like basically use like sneakers that you could wear it and you could resell it. Yeah. So worth is what what you it's worth more than what you bought it for. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. Good job, Tory Lanez. Mm -hmm. We don't know if you're guilty or not, but good job with that. Whatever they got going on, that's between them and uh, whatever God they pray to. That's a fact. Which, I don't know. The cheeky's saying, I don't know who shot me, blah, blah, blah. For we know, somebody was trying to take you out so they could come up. Well, but let's you, go take not a look at that. that. Let's huh? go take a look at that. Let's go, Megan. Yeah, go to that interview with Gail. It was so yeah. stupid. And then uh, when I was listening to Storm, everyone was like, they're like, the interview was horrible. And Gail doesn't know how to interview. No. Megan's family. 
they're not gonna fuck with family now back to the topic i want to talk about this interview that megan Thee stallion did with gail king she actually opened up about the shooting incident she had with tori and i do kind of feel like this interview was a bad idea and i'm going to explain why towards the end of it but let me just kind of get into what she said first let me start with a backstory back in 2020 there was an argument that happened between megan tori and her ex-best friend kelsey and that argument escalated into a shooting and megan went on record and said tori was the one who shot her at first, Megan covered up the incident and said she was only hit by glass, but later on, she confirmed in a statement to the DA that she was shot, and the That's DA so ended good. up charging Tori for shooting Megan. And currently, this case is going on, and the trial is supposed to happen later on this year. Now, Megan recently did an interview with Gail King on CBS Mornings, and she went into more detail about the shooting. And I'm gonna play a small sound bite here. I never put my hands on anybody. I never raised my voice too loud. Like this was one of them times where it was like, it shouldn't have got this crazy. It shouldn't have escalated to right. the that it did. At that point, the argument wasn't even with me. Like the argument was with the two people in the back seat. Which so was I asked cool. the driver to pull the car over. Like I'm done with this. And I should have stayed out of the car. Like I should have not got back in the car. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Megan, just get back in the car. We almost there, like just get back in mm -hmm. so i get back in the car it's like it's getting worse like the arguing in the car the arguing in the car is getting worse and i don't want to be in this car no more like because i see it's getting crazy mm -hmm. so i get out the car and it's like everything happens so fast and all i hear is this man screaming is he said dance and he starts shooting and i'm just like oh my god like he shot a couple you know how that doesn't make no sense? Like, the argument was nothing to do with you. Why would he randomly start to lead to dance, bitch? It's stupid. It's like they had to perform a ritual, and she had to come up with the lie on her own. <laughs> no, because she had already, like, she had already said it. Like, she had already, like, she had already said that he shot her. Yeah. Friend. she has to make up a story to and it the story doesn't make any sense it's that's why i said it's stupid mm. and i you know it happened in the foot so what's this what was this a publicity stunt like, it thing? sounds like that whole um like smollett like it sounds like a, a crazy stupid movie that's what they said it sounds like she sounds like jesse smollett yes who said that um storm yeah, she sounds like Jesse Sorlet. Dance, bitch. Who says that? That's I've only ever seen that in a movie. How's she gonna dance in the car? No, no. He's talking about like you know when you shoot at someone's foot and they have to like. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's like a cartoon. That's like cartoon shit that you're talking about right there. Yes, I don't know the whole movie. Thing. That's yeah, like yeah. a wild, wild west. Wild, wild west movie the Good crazy time. part they didn't even come up yet you're gonna see okay. and I, I so is so he scared. in the car shooting from the car Megan? he is he... standing up over the window okay shooting uh -huh. like, were you afraid for your life at that I time i was really scared because i had never been shot at before uh -huh. Uh -huh. and i looked down at my feet because i wasn't even 
the adrenaline is pumping so hard. I'm not sure if he hit me. Like, I feel it, but I don't understand what's happening. So I look down at my feet and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm really bleeding. So I like drop down and I crawl in somebody's driveway. Like I can't believe you shot me. And what is he saying, Tory Lane saying? He's after apologizing. He's, he's I'm so sorry. Please don't tell nobody I'll give y'all a million dollars if y'all don't say nothing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you offering me money right now? Help me. Like, and if you sorry, just help me. Like so that's some of what Megan said. She also put some of her evidence out in this interview. She showed the medical report that she got from Cedar Sinai that confirmed that she did have fragments, bullet fragments in her feet. And a few uh -huh. of those fragments are still in her feet, according to reports. But it was also reported that the fragments that were removed from her feet are not able to be located. And this is what the detective said. So that is kind of weird. Like, where did those bullet fragments go? She needs that for evidence. Also, she showed a text message that her ex-best friend Kelsey sent to her security guard. And in the text, Kelsey said, help, Tori shot Meg. Now, this is some very incriminating evidence that will be used against Tori in court. Here you have another person backing up Megan's claim that Tori what shot you her. So phone call this is a big discovery for the public. We the never knew about this until now. However, I do have to point out the timing of this text because this text was sent at 7. You know, the video we saw before might have something to do with this whole entire case. It might be the fact that he's disrupted the whole music industry and maybe he, maybe they needed maybe they needed to get rid of his ass. Imagine and discredit him. discredit him. This shit is wild. And it wasn't shot. It wasn't like Very I can't say real, but the skin skin was shot off. Shot. Yeah, off. but where are the fragments? Unless it was all makeup. This is all I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote I'm gonna quote Janice Forbes. They're all holograms. They're not real. Who cares? It's <laughs> <laughs> all a mess. Three hours after the shooting happened. So I think it's a little odd that this text was sent so late. Three I don't know how it's going three hours security. And it's possible that Sounds maybe like there's a, a time zone difference. Maybe the security guard was in a different time zone when this happened. But that wouldn't make sense for him to be in a whole different state on the East Coast when he's supposed to be on call for Megan on the West Coast. I don't know. The timing of the text is a little strange and it lacks urgency in my opinion, but it's still crucial evidence for this case. It's very possible that this might be the evidence that will get Tori locked up, but I still don't know how this case is going to play out simply because the other evidence in the case is not clearly indicating that Tori was the shooter. Now there was a gun involved and Megan did get hit. So we all know that to be true. Even though you have two accounts saying that Tori did, the evidence is not pointing to him because his DNA was not on the magazine of the gun, which tells you that he didn't load it. Also, his DNA was unable to specifically be traced on the gun because there were four other contributors. So his results came back as inconclusive. Now, it was reported that there was gun residue found on Tori's hands, but there was also gun residue found on Kelsey's hands. 
So this is what I mean when I say the evidence is not clearly pointing to Tory. That doesn't mean that he's innocent. It doesn't mean that he's innocent, but it's not a cut and dry situation as you can see. And we have yet to find out if Megan and Tory's security who was in the car that night had their DNA swabbed on the gun, which probably wouldn't be likely if they didn't own the gun, but we just don't know. Also, there were some pretty important details that were omitted from Megan's story. Megan said that she wasn't really involved in the argument like that. It was mostly between Kelsey and Tori, but according to another account, that wasn't the case. There was an independent witness who actually saw Megan fight with Kelsey. Megan and Kelsey were arguing and they were arguing allegedly over Tori. It was said that Kelsey was interested in Tori and they had a relationship and Megan slept with Tori behind Kelsey's back. We all know that I ain't never wanted none of your names. It was really come to find out. I come to find out your ass was fucking with a nigga behind my back that I was on first. And that ain't right because you're supposed to be my best, you're supposed to be my best friend. Now, when Megan was asked about having a sexual Stop. relationship with Tori, she flat out denied it. Did you have an intimate relationship with him? Like sexual? Yeah, yeah. Did you have, did you, Megan, <laughs> did you have a sexual relationship with Tory Lanez? Yes, that's my question. Kelsey, yeah, so don't um, play with me. I didn't have a sexual relationship with Tory. see how she paused? The that whole thing is stupid. Very, the whole thing is a mess. <laughs> it's all a nonsense mess, darling. Yep, so what what you thinking? You're not sure? Doesn't matter. None yeah. of this matters. She's alive. Your foot is okay. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie. It's deeper, 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 deeper things to discuss. That's a fact. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and move on. We're not really sure. Don't really care. Looks like a bunch of bollocks to me personally. Yeah, it's like it's probably a ritual going wrong, and somebody was supposed to get killed, but he missed or something like that. I don't know, Kelsey. Were you supposed to get on after you shot her? Tori, did you see that dick? I mean, I don't understand. That's what Joel. No, who was it that said it? Joel Santana, somebody. No, not Joel. It wasn't. Was it Fifty Cent? No. It sounds like something his ass would say. It does, but somebody was like, I think it was um. Damn it! Whoever who said it? It was like he probably seen that dick. <laughs> Um, so, um, you know, I thank you very much, everybody. We both thank you for uh, joining us here for Dope Dealer TV Radio. I've been Lena Created. And Cleo Badashian. And uh, you guys have a great night. See ya. Love ya. Bye.